Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Duval, welcome in to Duval Daily, your daily dose of Jacksonville Jaguars news and analysis. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. It's our first live stream, so it'll be an interactive show. If you have questions, comments, leave them in the chat, and I'll be tackling those as we go along. We'll probably run for about 30 to 45 minutes here. You can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter and Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag, and of course, check out genjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis. Today is going to be all about the 2022 wide receiver class and who the Jaguars could target. The Jaguars, they're in desperate need of a starting wide receiver. They've got a lot of needs all over the roster. Wide receiver is chief among them, in my opinion. They're in sort of a unique situation because they've got Trevor Lawrence. They've got this franchise quarterback. They essentially wasted his first season in Jacksonville. They did not surround him with the infrastructure from coaching to the talent around him to have a successful rookie season. And so you're now basically back at square one. You think you've corrected the coaching situation, right? With Doug Peterson, with the staff he's put together, Um, you're working on correcting the infrastructure situation. You brought in Brandon Scherf, re-signed some offensive linemen, Cam Robinson sticking around. You have the number one overall pick. You signed Christian Kirk, who you feel good about as a guy, regardless of how much they paid him. He's a guy that can win vertically from the slot. He can create separation early in routes. And he should be a quality starting wide receiver for your football team. So you feel good about that, right? But who else do you feel good about in that wide receiver room? Marvin Jones has had some great seasons in the NFL as a complimentary wide receiver, but he's a guy that is coming off his worst season as a pro or worst season in a very long time. He's over that 30-year-old mark, so he's he, he might be on his way out, and he's only under contract through this upcoming season. Um, and then the rest of the guys have been um, underwhelming, Uh, So you've got a room that is in desperate need of some starting receivers. And uh, the Jaguars are going to have to find that in the draft. Unfortunately, it's not, it's not ready. This roster is not ready to help Trevor Lawrence thrive in year two. And they're going to have to try to find that receiver. There's no Jamar chase in this draft. Um, There's no Jamar chase level talent. So you're not going to be looking at a wide receiver with the first overall pick. If the Jaguars do, in fact, stick at number one, I'd be shocked and appalled if they took a wide receiver at the top of the draft. But a trade down situation still seems possible. I don't think it's probable because there's no quarterback that I think anybody's really going to be dying to trade up for. Malik Willis is the top quarterback in the class, according to most And I just don't think he's someone that moves the needle enough for a team to kind of go all in 
on trading up for him and, and, and adding him to the roster. So outside of an unforeseen circumstance where maybe one of these teams that has multiple first round picks really falls in love with falls in love with a pass rusher or a offensive tackle. I don't think anybody's trading up to that top spot. Um, so you're going to probably be looking at 33 or trading up from 33 to be the earliest spot that Jaguars are going to be able to land a wide receiver. But just for the sake of conversation here, we're going to go ahead and look at what if the Jaguars did trade down? The Giants have multiple picks. The Eagles have multiple picks. Several other teams. What if the Jaguars did trade down into that 5 to 20 range? Or trade up from 33? There's some fantastic first-round options, in my opinion, in this wide receiver class. You're looking at Jamison Williams, Drake London, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave from Ohio State, Traylon Burks, and for me, even Jahan Dotson fits in that range out of Penn State. So Jamison Williams, uh, the thing about him is he tore his ACL very late in the college football season, right, uh, in the national championship. Is he going to be, or excuse me, was the national championship or SEC championship? I can't remember anymore. You guys can remind me. But it was late in the season. He is expected to start running by the time the NFL draft rolls around here in late April. But like I said, you really got to get Trevor Lawrence off to a good start in 2022. So the Jaguars are in a unique situation, needing wide receivers that can come in, establish an early rapport with Trevor Lawrence, and hit the ground running. Is Jamison Williams going to be able to do that coming off that ACL? I'm not so sure. Uh, probably not. I mean, he's probably going to take some time to get up to speed. Probably won't be ready till the beginning of the regular season at the earliest, maybe sometime during training camp. So that's that's a little bit scary when you're talking about investing a first round pick in a guy who's not even going to be ready to work with Trevor throughout the summer. Williams is a fantastic talent. He's got incredible speed, great route running ability, solid hands. He's six two. He is thin for 6'2", but at 6'2", with that speed, with that explosive leaping ability, he can go up and get the ball. He can burn you deep. He can uncover at all three levels of the field. So just from a talent perspective, yes, Jamison Williams would be my wide receiver one here, and I think he would be a great value anytime from in that 5 to 25 range. Where is he going to go now that he's got the ACL that he's having to recover from? I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Drake London, USC wide receiver, 6'5", 220, just kind of a monster off the bus type of receiver, but he's quicker than you would think. He has excellent hands. He really knows how to separate late in routes using some subtle, uh, you know, body control, arm movements. He doesn't extend his arms all the way, so I don't think he's going to be drawing those pass interference penalties at the next level. But he's able to create late separation. He's able to go up and get the ball. I think he's going to be just a, a reception monster at the next level. He's better than you would expect at separating early in routes. He's pretty good with the ball in his hands, with screens, um, and getting the ball to him early. So he's another guy. I think he's going to be a wide receiver one at the next level. Definitely a starting wide receiver. Garrett Wilson, he might be the most complete package. Uh, he is undersized in terms of his weight. 
But if the Jaguars were able to land him on a trade down situation, I think he could come in. I compare him to Stephon Diggs a lot. He just has a really similar game. He's speedy. He's a great route runner, great with the ball in his hands, really quick, can high point the ball as well, make some of the best contested catches you'll see in this class. His teammate, Chris Olave, another really interesting study, super fast, 4'3 type of guy. He has 6'1", I believe, is his height, around 187 pounds, I think. So decent size, elite route runner, elite, elite route runner, probably the best route runner in this class. And he can he can beat you deep. Uh, he has good hands, not great hands in terms of the contested catch situations. So I like Chris Olave a lot. I think if he comes to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is going to love throwing him the ball. I don't value him quite as much as the first three guys we mentioned here. Uh, but, you know, Jamison Williams is injured. So does Chris Olave get a bump in my rankings because of that and how I would feel if the Jaguars were able to land him? Yeah, I would say so. Traylon Burks, this guy is something else. A little bit of a disappointing combine in terms of how stiff he looked and some of the drills. But when you look at him as a wide receiver on the field, uh, lines up in the slot, lines up out wide, really is able to dominate with his six foot, two inch, 225 pound frame. He's bigger and stronger than the guys he's going against. And he's got good athleticism. Maybe the best hands in the entire class. I don't think I've ever seen him drop a ball, and he makes incredible contested catches deep down the field. So this is a guy who might not be a refined route runner at this point, might not be quite the athlete, uh, at least in the testing numbers that I expected to see him be, but he's a first-round pick still. He's a guy that is going to make your offense a lot better. And when you talk about just having a guy Trevor Lawrence can throw the ball up to and feel good about it, Traylon Burks is that guy. Jahan Dotson, another smaller, five foot eleven, around 180 pounds uh, out of Penn State, but he plays so much bigger than that. Uh, this guy can fly. Excellent route runner. His pacing on his routes really kind of can lull defenders into thinking something else is happening, and then he explodes upfield. Um, he's he's made some of the most impressive one-handed catches uh, in this class down the sideline. Like I said, he just plays bigger than 5'11", 180 pounds. He, he really plays like a guy that stands above six feet tall. So any of those guys, if you're talking about a trade down, if you're talking about a trade up from 33, I would be on board with any of those guys. Uh, I think they all have unique talents and they're, they're very impressive. And I think all three, all of them could win on the outside or in the slot. I think that's important for the Jaguars. They need guys with versatility. They need guys who are not going to be slot only type of players. And I think these, these five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers that I have with first-round grades. I think all, all six of them can do that for you. But in all likelihood, the Jaguars won't land one of these guys because I don't believe they're going to trade down. They're probably not going to trade up. They could, but you haven't seen it a lot. Trading up back into the first round to land, land a wide receiver. 
So if the Jags land an edge or an OT at number one, they stand pat, they stick with the 33rd overall pick, they don't trade up, who would we be looking at there? Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. George Pickens. I think those are the guys that make the most sense there. You've also got Christian Watson, who has really come on late, had an excellent draft process. Or if any of the other guys slip, if any of those first-round guys we talked about slip to the second round, you'd have to strongly consider nabbing them up. But I do think Sky Moore and George Pickens are going to be on the board. I think Christian Watson should be on the board. Taking a look at these three, Sky Moore, undersized, 5'10", 180 pounds, plays bigger than that. He has an excellent release package off the line of scrimmage to where he's able to just kind of leave cornerbacks, whether it's on the outside, whether it's from the slot, leaves them in the dust at the line of scrimmage. He runs a 4'4", he's very athletic, excellent hands. Is he going to be an outside receiver at the next level? I think he can be. I think you would want to move him around the formation for sure. I think he can be an outside receiver or a guy that you have the versatility to line up in the slot or to line up outside. But is it possible that Sky Moore is going to be much more effective with his size, with his uh, profile in the slot than outside? Sure, that's possible. So it's something to consider, something the Jaguars would have to evaluate if they feel comfortable projecting him as as someone who can play you know, outside and inside. George Pickens is someone you do not have to project to play outside. He is absolutely going to be a starting receiver in the NFL on the outside. He's six foot three, ran a four four seven at the combine after, you know, a, a less than a year after that that torn ACL that he suffered in 2021. And if he didn't suffer that torn ACL, I think he'd be solidly in the first round conversation with the guys I mentioned earlier, because he's a great deep threat. He knows how to separate with uh, physicality, with quick twitch movements. Um, Excellent at the catch point. I think the sky's the limit for him. Injuries have kind of slowed him down over the last couple of years. So that's something you have to factor in. And I think uh, really the offense he played in did not feature him enough at Georgia. They just, they want to run the ball. They want to get the ball out quick. Uh, they don't really value that having that number one wide out like a lot of NFL teams will do. So I think George Pickens, if he's there at 33, it's going to be tough to pass up on him. Of course, there's some guys in the first round that, you know, maybe they fall out of the, the first round that are at other positions. So you might be like, well, we could take George Pickens. We need this wide receiver really badly. But let's say like Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd falls out of the first round and you're interested in adding one of those guys, the linebackers. Um, I think the Jaguars could use a linebacker next to Foye Aluokin. So that's a conversation that the scouting staff, that Trent Balky and, and Doug Peterson are going to have to have if, if that situation arises, right? Then you look at Christian Watson from a physical profile perspective, from a draft process perspective, he's been as good as anyone. He's, he's six foot four, 210 pounds. I believe uh, runs like the wind. Great, great athlete um, in terms of, yeah, that 40 yard dash was incredible. 
and the vertical was incredible. You see the flashes on tape. You saw him dominate the senior bowl and the combine. But the bottom line is he's raw, extremely raw coming out of North Dakota State. He's had issues dropping the ball, putting it on the turf, and that's not what you want. You need a guy, if you're drafting him this high, you need a guy that is going to be a reliable pass catcher, someone that you can count on making the easy catches and making some contested catches for you. I'm not sure that Christian Watson has that in his in his resume at this point. He's dropped, I believe, 13% of his career targets, and that, that number is just way too high. Ideally, you want to be closer to the 5 6 7% range at the highest if you're talking about a guy you're really relying on a ton. And so the 13%, that's way too high for me. I was really high on Christian Watson for a while, but after watching more tape, watching kind of the focus drops, watching uh, you know how raw he is as a route runner as well, I would have to pass on him at 33, but I would not blame, blame a team for taking him that early. It's just that's a lot of projection. You're projecting that his hands will become – more consistent you're projecting that he will become a better route runner which with most of these guys you're projecting they're going to become better better route runners but the hands just scare me away a little bit at 33 for christian watson but he could be an option i wouldn't be shocked just based on his physical athletic profile and his high his his high moments if he goes in the late first round he's that good of an athlete The Jags also have picks 65 and 70, you know, close to the top of the third round there. There's some guys there that are interesting as well. David Bell out of Purdue, Alec Pierce. Those are my top two candidates at 65 and 70 for the Jaguars. David Bell has not had a great pre-draft process, did not run well at his pro day. And of course, if you're a wide receiver and you don't run well, people are going to start questioning, you know, can you separate at the next level? Well, there's a lot of good wide receivers in the NFL right now that did not run very well at the combine or at their uh, pro days. David Bell, I, I believe he's an excellent route runner. He has the type of size you're looking for for a starting outside receiver. Excellent, excellent hands. Creates separation late, creates separation early. I think he can win at all three levels of the field. I think David Bell's going to be a starting receiver in the NFL, wherever he goes. Uh, so I think if you landed him at 65 or 70, it's a home run. You're not going to be excited about that athletic profile that you saw from the pro day. But if you go watch him on tape, he does it all for you. And Purdue used him in a lot of different ways. So he's used to catching the ball on screens, catching the ball on slants, going deep. He does a lot. I'm excited to see what he does at the next level. I think a lot of the NFL draft community is a little bit too low on David Bell right now. And Alec Pierce, I think, is another guy a lot of people are too low on. I have him as a second-round grade. I have Bell as a second-round grade as well. Alec Pierce... Tremendous athlete, very good size and strength. Uh, I think he's 6'3", ran a 4'4", leaped 40 inches. You know, incredible athlete. And that shows up on tape. Um, His uh, 10-yard split in the 40-yard dash was really, really fast. 
and he gets on DBs so quick off the line of scrimmage, puts him in a bind. Um, he's able to, you know, go up and get the ball down the field as a vertical threat. I think Desmond Ritter, honestly, at times, uh, Cincinnati's quarterback hurt Alec Pierce's production by kind of leaving some balls short or or not not delivering accurate catchable footballs all the time. And I'm not trying to just slam Desmond Ritter here because I do think he has some potential as a pro quarterback, but um, he's not the most accurate guy in the world. So I think Pierce could be even more effective in the NFL. I think he's going to be a starting receiver, whether David Bell or Alec Pierce can develop into a true number one receiver. I do have questions about that, but could they be really good number twos on good passing offenses? Yeah, I do think that 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 is there. And when you look at the different skill sets between Bell and Pierce, I think if you're running a vertical passing attack, Pierce makes more sense. I think if you want to get more underneath stuff, Bell makes more sense, but I think both can do a lot for you on offense. John Mechie, another Alabama receiver that had the torn ACL late in the season. He's probably going to go in this round, in the, in the third round here. I think he has inside-outside versatility. He's not huge. He's 5'11", I believe, under 200 pounds. But he's an excellent route runner, creates separation really easily. My question about John Mechie is his hands. He's not in the range of Christian Watson with the drops, but he's had a lot of focus drops. He doesn't necessarily look comfortable in all the in, in a lot of situations going up to try to land these contested catches, even if it's not like he's really fighting through a defender, even if the defender's just in close proximity, sometimes it looks like John Mechie is uncomfortable. So again, that's a question you have to answer. Is this guy going to be able to improve his hands at the next level. I think he dropped about 8% of his career targets, which is just a little high for me, and those did pop up on tape often. So Mechie is a guy I can get excited about, his ability to separate, his route running. I think he will create big plays for you. He will mostly be reliable, but every once in a while you see that drop and you're just like, how does this guy not pull that in? So I think David Bell and Alec Pierce would be, you know, excellent. Take it to the bank. They're going to be and end up being starting receivers for for this football team at 65 and 70. I think right now with the way the Jaguars roster is constituted, John Mechie would step in and be a starter as well. It's just about how how can you develop those hands? How can you make sure the focus drops go away? How can you get him more comfortable in contested catch situations? That's up for the coaches to decide. Um, there's some other guys in this range that are you know, maybe third, maybe fourth round that I think are going to be more slot receivers at the next level. Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. He's an excellent, excellent route runner. I think he's going to be an effective receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be an outside receiver. Calvin Austin out of Memphis and Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. These two guys, they're both 5'8". And I I just can't really get on board with drafting a 5'8 receiver this early in the draft. Um, neither of them is going to be legit starters, in my opinion. I think they're going to be weapons or slot guys, gadget guys. I like Calvin Austin more than Wandale Robinson as a pure receiver. 
but I'm not buying into either of them at 65 or 70. Khalil Shakur. I think he's going to be an elite slot receiver at the NFL level. Um, he, he dominated at Boise State. He just does not have the length or the size that you're looking for on the outside. Really short arms are going to limit him. But if you draft him to be a slot receiver for you, you're going to get great returns from Khalil Shakur. Then some day three targets that we could look at. Justin Ross played with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Struggled with injuries throughout his career. I mean, he had the back injury, neck injury, had a foot injury this year. Those injuries have limited his athletic profile, in my opinion. But if you're talking about a guy who probably would have been in the first or second round conversation had injuries not really derailed things, a guy who has rapport with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Ross is an attractive day three flyer that I think has the skill set to be a starting wide receiver. I do not think he's going to be a number one. I could see him being a number two or three target and a really good passing attack. It's just going to be about, can he stay healthy? And uh, can he keep up his athletic profile? It didn't look good based on his testing numbers. And you could see that he wasn't quite the same receiver this year that he had been in the past. Still a guy that on day three, I think is will is worth a flyer. Now, Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, he's already a Jaguar or was in college. He's really interesting because he has all the traits you're looking for. He can make incredible contested catches, one-hand catches, create separation. What he, what I struggle with with him is kind of the same thing as Christian Watson. Those hands are terribly inconsistent. Uh, you see him like – against Tennessee, you saw him drop a gimme, and then the very next target, he makes the most incredible one-handed catch down the sideline that, that, you, that you'll see, right? So that's an, another one you just have to kind of figure out. How do you value him based on the fact that the hands don't seem to be consistent enough? Can you get those hands to become more consistent? If you can, I think you're looking at a starting receiver in the NFL. If you can't, you're probably looking at a guy that struggles to get on the field. Bo Melton, out of Rutgers. I think he he has a similar profile, too, for me, to Stephon Diggs. Um, hands are, are the question. They weren't always consistent, more consistent than a Tolbert or a, or a Christian Watson, certainly. But he's got great movement, great great speed. I think he's a good route runner, knows how to get open, knows how to set up defenders. I think he has the size to play inside or outside. Uh, I think if you're you're targeting a day three guy that could become a star with his physical ability, Bo Melton. Kevin Austin out of Notre Dame is another guy that has incredible athletic profile. So does Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. Both of those guys could be day three flyers that could develop into starters with with just some incredible athleticism. And then Jalen Naylor, if you're looking for somebody to stretch the field out of Michigan State, he can definitely do that, go up and get the ball for you, uh, just create more space for everyone else. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good recap or 
or preview, I should say, of what the Jaguars could do at wide receiver in the draft. They've got to go get someone for Trevor Lawrence to rely on or someone's multiple receivers for Trevor Lawrence to rely on. If they don't, it's going to be another ugly season for Trevor Lawrence, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's going to be another, it'll be year two. Under Trevor Lawrence's belt, you only have him under contract for four years with that rookie deal where you're going to have him really cheap and where you're able to build around him. The Jaguars have got to do that. I like Christian Kirk a lot. The Jags need to go get another receiver that can start and can really make an impact in year one for Trevor Lawrence. That's going to do it for Duval Daily today. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. I'm really excited to continue uh, bringing content to you guys on a daily basis during the week. And you can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening, watching. And of course, check genjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.